those of you that are streaming, those of you that will watch the service later on, we know it's a different day. We know it here. You know it there. We need each other. We need each other. The Bible says, forsake not the fellowshipping of yourselves one with the other, even more so as the day of the Lord approaches. So thank God for the technologies that keeps us connected. For those of you in person, I, I, it's amazing who's watching right now. I'm hearing stories from people that we've known, people have been members here, others that have just found us in different states, different cities, different situations. You'd be amazed how many times somebody's worshiping with us here, but they're somewhere else in a hospital room or some other type of facility. So we love you, and you are a part of us. One day we'll all be together again. But until that day, we thank God for the privilege we have of the technologies. I want to get right into this message because it's, it's one of those that I was reminded of again this week of the power of the Scripture in this particular area that we all have in common. <clears throat> so I gave it a title. It's me again, Lord. You can relate, can't you? How many of you have done something really, really stupid this week? And finally, when you got over your little tantrum, or your pity party, and you had a moment of clarity, you just, whether you looked up or not, you just said, Lord, it's me again. I did it again. I won't ask for a raise of hands on the next one, but <clears throat> I wonder how many have allowed sin in their life. It's like, oh my gosh, I've done it again, Lord. Or been disappointed, discouraged. <clears throat> So I ask a question this morning, what, this is not a joke, it sounds like it's setting up for a joke, what do priests, pastors, counselors, life coaches, and therapists have in common? People that have issues. Sometimes it's a text, sometimes it's an email, sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's, oh, I see you in the hall. I want to talk to you a minute about my marriage. Really? We're doing this now? You've been killing each other for 14 years and you're talking to me in the hall now? Welcome to my world. We're people and we blow it. We're people and we make mistakes. We're people, and we sin. We can't lose that word. It's a biblical word. <sighs> Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. It's a passage of Scripture you know, but maybe it'll take on yet even another dimension. If you'll stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Those of you streaming, stand with us. Unless you're driving a car. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to pick, pick up at verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings. How many are standing in line for that one? Becoming like him in his death, 
that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. We'll come back to that. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or that I'm already perfect. Anybody perfect yet? But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, get ready for it, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, And if anything in you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Thank you for your word, Lord. It's a right now word. It's a spot on word. It'll be a spot on word tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Let us receive your truth into our personal experiences and challenges. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Did you notice when we were drawing attention, this one thing I do, already admitting that I'm human and not perfect, I have not attained this one thing I do. Do you notice the next word there? Forget. Forgetting those things which are behind. I don't want to take away from Scripture, but this word doesn't work. Oh, wow, I got your attention now, don't I? Well, the Bible says that I am to forget. Ask yourself right now, are you capable of forgetting your problems? The answer is no. So what is it telling us? Forgetting that which is behind. Oh, I I was involved in a terrible sin this afternoon. Oh, I forgot about it. I've had someone divorce me in a 13-year marriage. Oh, I just forgot who they are. I've just had my boss totally disrespect me in front of everybody else. Oh, yeah, I just forgot about that. I have injured my best friend's feelings to a point that it's irreparable. Oh, wow, I just forgot about that. Got your attention now, don't I? Here he's talking about a mark. He's talking about the high calling. He's talking about suffering with Christ, all these things. And this, I ha- I'm not perfect, but this one thing I do, I just forget What is he saying to us? This doesn't work. Some of you right now, under the sound of my voice, whether streaming or in person, because I've been here so long pastoring, I've heard your stories, your situations, and I've gone to this particular principle many times with many of you. Felt like it's time to share it in in a sermon form. And what I typically do is just say when a person's sitting there in my office and they're coming in sharing their soul, 
And I said, what would happen if you came in here just like you are and just burying your soul, your sin, your challenge, and I just reached across this uh, desk and I punched you right in the nose till it knocked you on the floor. And then I walk around the desk and I pick you back up, if you allow me to, and I say, I'm just having a bad day. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? How many of you are capable of forgiving me in that moment? One. So, what, what's that scripture telling us? What's that scripture telling us? If this person, I said, okay, let me take it another step further. Let's say not in the moment, but after a little bit, you start feeling a little sorry for me that I really did have a terrible day. And, I, and, and okay, so I became the punching bag. You took it out on me. And we can get past the moment. Do you think for one moment that you could ever forget that your pastor punched you in the nose? No, it's not possible. Now I've got your attention. What is Scripture telling us? In translation, there's a better word. It's to disallow. I remember, and I remember oh so well, but I choose not to act on it. I choose not to become bitter. I choose not to hold on to this, so I'm even going to give it a better word. I release those things. I release the hatred that is bearing down on my soul and demands that I give it room in my heart. I release that. Oh, come on now. This is the power of the gospel. This is the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the power of the Holy Ghost in our life, strengthening us to do something that we cannot do in ourselves, to lean back upon his strength and say, yes, I remember, but I choose to let it go. I choose to release it, to let it go. Again, if I took you to Arizona, up to Sedona, where the vortex is strong and everybody's got their crystals and rubbing on them. Why do they do that? It's because there's something innate in us that says, I can't hold on to these things and you will find them in a posture like this, sitting on the red rocks of Sedona and putting their hands out and putting their hands down this way. In other words, I can't hold on to anything this way. I'm letting it go. To the believer, we have the privilege of saying, now, Lord, I'm going to take those same hands and I'm going to turn them upward. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill it up. I'm going to let go of these things so that now I have room to receive from you. Wow. Forgetting those things which are behind. Learning to release them. Because you see, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. You know who you are. And I have, I have said things to others in my, 
in my pain. I have allowed my pride to take over, and I can't admit that I acted in haste, that I said something out of line. So I'm just going to hold on to that position. They're going to have to get past it. No, it's your responsibility because you can't forgive yourself until you let it go. This is good preaching, by the way, folks. This is where we live. What if somebody else has done something to me and it embarrassed me, it hurt me? Again, coming to that place, no matter whether or not they are remorseful for what they've done, Lord, it's my soul that's being affected. I've got to let it go. What about the sins of omission? You know, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but maybe you didn't do anything right. You see, sins of commissions are the things that we knew we shouldn't have done, but we did them anyhow. We do a lot of those. But the sin of omissions, the sneaky ones, things I should have done, but I didn't do. I should, I had that thought. It was a great thought. I, w- I could have helped that person, but I procrastinated. Or I just didn't act on it. Or I got thinking about it and I overthought it. And what if somebody else is going to think? No, I should have just stepped up and done that good thing, but I didn't do it. All these things, these challenges, sin itself, what do we do with sin? We don't like talking about sin too much. One very popular preacher says, don't ever use the word sin because it just makes people feel bad. Hello? That's why Jesus shed his blood. That we can be freed from the tyranny of sin. Sin in itself. Paul says, I have not attained. I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect. I am not that guy yet. When it comes to situations and we hear what somebody else is going through, we all know at times we're not really in tune with their problem because we don't have that problem. And now if we're not careful, we'll step out and and, and gossip. It's like, can you believe how stupid they were when they did? Boy, I would never do anything like that. But let's talk about another subject. And maybe you would be stupid enough to do that. Have I used the word stupid enough in this message? Those of you streaming, yeah, that's who I am. Real, let's keep it real. What is the scripture teaching us? Paul put it this way. I know that I haven't perfected my walk yet. I know that I've not attained that which I ultimately want to attain. But he used the next phrase, I press on. I press on. Some translations, this translation, I like the wording, I strain toward that goal. In other words, it's intentional. It's a grace life word that we embrace. It's intentional. I intend to get past this thing. I intend to get past this sin that keeps showing up in my life. 
we got to camp out here a moment because, you see, some of the things we do in error, where did it come from? I've never said anything like that. I've never done anything like that before. What caused me to do that? And in many of those situations, we're shocked, we're embarrassed, and we're ready to move past it. Lord, I, it's me again, Lord. I'm sorry. I, did this. I don't know why I did this. I just was having a bad hair day, I guess. I don't know. But there are those other things that keep reoccurring, don't they? My mouth keeps showing up. My attitude keeps showing up. My pet sin keeps showing up at the door, knocking. The beast, as the scripture puts it, is always there, always clawing, always wanting into my mind, my soul. I strain. It is effort. I've got to put those things in my life that helps me push past this moment of vulnerability. I can't just do willpower statements. I'll never do that again because how many times have you done it since the first time you said that? Over and over and over and over. I'm not making fun of anybody. This is where we live. None of us have perfected this thing yet. So what do we do? Just give up? Well, you know how I am. You know how many times I've had couples in my office and one of them just, well, you knew what I was like when I married you. Yeah, that was 32 years ago, buddy. In other words, it's, 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 it's a hook. Well, it's just, it's just the way I am. Then do something about it. To come to this place of saying, I've got to press on. I want to grow in the grace whether it's reading, listening to other things that others that's walked through it, to get the testimonials, to get the tools in my mind, in my heart, in my way. I, I need to put other people in my life that I'm accountable to. This is all good preaching, by the way. There are those efforts on our part in intentionality that says, I'm going to press on. It's embarrassing, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to admit the Bible tells us as the house of God that we bear one another's burdens, that we confess one to another. You can't do that with just anybody, but there are those people that have earned that place in our life. I need you to walk with me, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt that we've lost the expression brother and sister in the house of God. It's actually a healthy thing, I think. You're my brother. Walk with me. Keep me accountable. Give me privilege to call and say, I'm thinking stupid thoughts again. I'm pressing on. I just got to get past this moment, but I'm too vulnerable in myself. I'm going to press on. I'm going to strain. Now, I don't know what you have in your mind visually right now. Maybe it's physical exercise. Those of you that like to go to the gym, and pump the iron, pump you up to get them guns. You don't just get guns. You press to get those guns. Oh, this is great. Wouldn't you just like to have an illustrated sermon right now? Which one of you want to volunteer with your guns up here to come up here? Jim, are you, would you help me?
I don't know which Lord you just heard, but it wasn't the one in heaven. I press on. I strain because this old flesh is wanting control again. But the Spirit of God is in me, and I'm going to press to the high calling. I want the Spirit of God strengthening me in my weakness so I can depend upon him that once again I am made more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I press. There are certain things about us that we have to accept in life. It is the way that I am. I'm not seven foot tall. I needed to be at least 6'10 for that job. I'm four foot 11. So get over it. Find out where you do belong. You see, it isn't one size fits all, but it comes to the same posturing. Whether it's something in life we learn to accept or the wisdom that tells us no, that's not the issue here. Sometimes it's about a spiritual thing. Lord, it's going to take faith, but I'm going to cast my care to you. Because I've dwelt about this to where I've lost sleep. It's showing up my attitude. My sleep deprivation causes me to be cranky and irritable all day long. You know who you are. So learn a position of pressing in spirit. Lord, I cast my care to you. Why? Because I know you care for me. Help me learn how to do this. I can't do this in myself. Folks, I'm still Pentecostal. I believe in a spirit's baptism. I believe in a spirit baptism that empowers us, that again, that doesn't make us exempt from temptation, doesn't make us exempt from challenge, but we have one greater that's in us. Greater is he that is in me. I'm not going to blame God for my imperfections, but I cry out to him, Lord, it's me again. My part is to keep pressing on. So let's deal with sin. What do we do with sin? We don't really like to talk about sin anymore. So if we're not talking about sin, then that means we're just not sinning anymore. Wrong. Sin's a major issue. It alienates us from God. Folks, there's still a hell that the flame is never vanquished. The gnashing of teeth. What am I going to do with this sin in my life? Just turn my head from it? Oh, that's one thing I'll forget about. Forgetting about my sin. Or can I also learn the same principle of learning to release the power of it in my life. There's something that we need to learn again from the Jewish heritage that we have. The Shemekah. What in the world is that? Some of us envision 
the picture of Day of Atonement with the high priest. But you see, it's more than that. When an individual had sinned, they would come to the temple. They would come to the tabernacle. And they would have to come to the brazen altar. And some poor animal would have to take the place of the person. There's something powerful here. Don't miss it. The visual's incredible. So here this lamb, this dove, whatever animal, bull, has to take the sin and give its life up for what I've done. What we had forgot about is the Shemekah. And that is, it wasn't the priest's responsibility, it was the individual that was presenting the animal that would become the sacrifice for their sin. They would take their hands and lay it upon the animal. And in that moment now, there was a transference of my sin into that animal. In other words, don't miss it. In that point of contact, the person became one with the sacrifice. There's the secret. Because that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. Who became the ultimate sacrifice that transcends all time. And it is once again us becoming one with the sacrifice one with our master, one with our Lord, who now would become the burden bearer and carry our sins to that cross. In that moment of identification, you see there is no forgiveness without that identification. It is John who would write, 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he then is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there's the secret that happened that to Shemekah. It wasn't just the laying on of hands to the animal becoming one, but also they had to confess their sin in that moment. I've committed adultery. I have murdered Get ready for it. I have slandered somebody. I've got on Facebook and got caught up in the gossip. I'll preach this way. You were doing good. I hadn't murdered anybody a week, but don't get on that other stuff. Forgetting those things behind? No. Disallowing them, releasing them. And the only way I can release in the area of sin is to become one with the sacrifice again. Lord Jesus, I confess my sin unto you. Once again, forgive me. You see, and, and let me, before I close, again, there are those areas that continuously show up in our life. It's something second nature now 
What do I do? I think this is exactly why Paul said, I know I haven't attained, but I press. Some of the other things, not a problem, but there are other things I must press, push, keep going after. Lord, it's me again. I'm going to that confessional booth again. I'm going to that therapist again. I'm going to lie on the couch again. I'm going to get on the phone with my pastor again. I'm going to go to this friend who's a prayer partner with me again. I've sinned. Do I just say I'm going to give up? No, I press. I press. I press. Because ultimately there's the mark of the high calling. This is what he started off saying. As I finish today, it is an old-fashioned preaching I'm getting ready to do. It is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This life is only temporary. There's an eternity out there. Where will I spend that eternity? Will I just allow the things that I've allowed in my life for the 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, will I allow them to dictate my eternity? My eternity? That could be separated from him for eternity? Or do I say, Lord, I can't do it myself. I'm not perfected. I don't attain. But this one thing I do, I turn to you and I release. I release. I press on. You see, we know what goals mean to us. If it's weight loss, there's a certain number in your head. You know what it is for you. And when you start losing, shedding a few pounds, it encourages you. But then when it gets slower and slower and you're still not even halfway to that goal that you had in your mind, what do you do? You press on. You deny self. You keep going forward because there's a goal. There's a goal. For those that's dealt with substance abuse and you've made it past the one day, you got the badge, you got the one week badge, you got the month badge, hey, we're getting somewhere, but I need to get to that 90 day. I, I need to get there. I've seen others, of the, there are few that get to the 90 day, but I'm going to be one of them, but man, this thing's screaming at me. But I'm not talking about it. Somewhere you've got to get a hold of it. I'm not talking about everybody's life. I'm talking about my life. It's worth me pressing. I've got to get to that 90 day. I've got to get to that. Oh, man, it's hard. I didn't know how hard it'd be, but I remember everything in the wake of my life that that, that vice is stealing from me. I lost my marriage. I've lost my kids. I've lost my job. I've got to have a new life. I'm going to press. You see, it's quiet in this house because this is the area that we live in. But you see, we don't go it alone. He goes with us. Empower me, Lord, to say no to these things that are screaming at me. Whew. I'm going to release these things, Lord, and I'm going to cast my care to you. If I have to take a pit stop, help me, Lord. 
Help me, Lord. I don't feel like I have the strength for one more step, and I'm not even halfway there yet. But Lord, as I look back, it's not what I want anymore. Old things, I need them to pass away. Behold, you promised that all things can become new. But I'm right in the crossroads of it. What do I do? Then Lord, give me strength. Oh, when I whacked there, I thought I'm just going to run, but now I'm weary. But give me strength, Lord, for one more step. One more step. I'm two steps past where I didn't think I could go. Got a whole bunch more, but I'm going to focus on you. Give me strength. My daily bread. One more step. One more step. I got a good day. I'm going to get two steps in. I need your strength again, Lord. It's calling on me, but I got to forget it. I got to disallow it. No! 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 You've got something better for me, Lord. One more step. One more step. I'm resting more than I'm walking these days. I've stumbled. I've actually lost a couple steps, but I'm not going back. And I can't just use my willpower statements. That failed me too many times. I'm depending on you, Lord. I'm depending on you, Lord. You bore my cross. You took it down to Via Dolorosa. You were suspended on that cross. And you said, it is finished. Here we go again, Lord. Because there's a high calling. There's a mark. Stand with me today, please.